Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by the rumbly acoustics of the New York City subway system. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelley Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And I am recording my very first Brooklyn episode of Arguments About Nothing. Woohoo! She's a Brooklyn girl now, guys. Yeah, I moved. I don't live in Manhattan for the first time in 12 years. Uh, so this is my first uh, podcast recording from my Brooklyn apartment. Um, if you hear a train in the background, that's why. <laughs> um, it's just like you guys are getting a little taste of the city life here. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to have to deal with that as part of our podcast acoustics now. Yeah, I did a bad job when looking at apartments to consider the fact that I am a part-time podcast host. Yeah, a great job in every other way in terms of the apartment that you've chosen. It's by the park. It's beautiful. But it's just not a a podcast-friendly apartment. It's not. And, like, we knew about the train noise when we moved in here, but we were like, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) We wear earplugs when we sleep. We'll, like, get within a week, we'll get used to it. We won't even hear it anymore, which is all true. It does not bother me when I sleep. But microphones pick them up. Yeah, but microphones pick them up. Uh, I may annoy some of my coworkers during my Skype or like my my video conference calls, but oh, they can hear them. Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, definitely. I they don't bother me anymore. But uh, if you hear a train rumbling, uh, my sincerest apologies. You're going to continue to hear them because I have to live here for at least a year. So uh, right. <laughs> but small price to pay for your general happiness in moving to Brooklyn. So yeah, I'm a happier here, person. We celebrate now. you. Yeah. So there's more noise pollution. However, you're getting a happier host. So really, it okay. cancels it out. You know. Yeah. And uh, if you've never listened to us before, this is arguments about nothing. It's a podcast in which we discuss silly hypothetical situations seriously, as if they are something, when in fact, they're clearly nothing. And if you have never listened to us before, what have you been doing with your life? And we are officially in a fight. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, follow us on Instagram at arguments about nothing so that you can participate in your half of the fight. Yes. Also, I may forgive you if you uh, leave us a review. That's five stars, but only five stars. If you leave anything less than a five stars, you become, it's not just a fight anymore. We are mortal enemies. So, you know. Wow. So you're <laughs> saying that anyone who hasn't listened to us before and hasn't left a review is a mortal enemy? No, if you leave a bad review, oh, you become a mortal enemy. And anything less than five stars in my consideration is bad. At what point are we simply bribing people or threatening people to leave us five-star reviews? I buy no one. I threaten everyone. Uh, that's my... I see. That's, that's your defense. That, that's, those are my lines. Yeah. That's, that's, my, moral, that's my moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> Which you would know is not true if you had listened to us before. So that's on you, too. If you've taken it seriously, it's all your fault. You shouldn't take anything we say seriously this entire podcast. That's kind of the name of the game. Um, Do we have a question for my little sister? 
from my little sister. Yes, yes, we do. So if you haven't listened to us before, uh, we like to start off our seg- our podcast with Kate's Corner, which is a segment from my little sister, Kate, even though Shelby likes to claim otherwise. Basically, she's just very good at writing questions and I'm terrible at it. So my contribution to the podcast is uh, via my outsourced work from my sister. Thanks, Katie. Hannah knows when to delegate, and that makes her an incredible teammate. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that positive spin on my laziness. Yeah. I'm not lazy, guys. I do edit the podcast, but I can't think of questions, which I know is weird considering I'm a part-time podcast host about silly questions. All right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm locked in. Okay. So we're actually going to start... Uh, Kate's Corner this week is a would you still go out with him question. And again, yeah. if you haven't listened to us before and we're in a fight right now, you may not know <laughs> that a would you still a would you still go out with him question is exactly what it sounds like. You know, we describe a guy and ask, would you still go out with him? So here we go. This is kind of a long one again. So I'm going to read it in my soothing narrator voice. Yeah. Paint us an NPR picture. <laughs> All right. You have one of the best first coffee dates of your life. The person seems to be everything you want in a partner, and they seem equally into you. So you ask them if they want to do dinner sometime, but they start to shut down. Then they break the news to you. They only eat boxed breakfast cereal and frozen chicken nuggets with ketchup. Literally, it's all they can stomach. They can't explain it, but that is all they will ever eat for the rest of their life. Do you go out with them again? So, but they can do other beverages, I guess, because we went to that. They can do other beverages. Yeah. They just can't eat anything else. How do they deal with this in their life? Do they never go to restaurants? Is that. I have to guess that they never go to restaurants. They never, they must never go to restaurants. The thing that makes me curious is like, what if other people invite you over for dinner, you know? Yeah. Well, but the thing is, like, if people who you're friends with know about your issues, then maybe they'd make allowances. But my question is, like, do you go to restaurants and not eat? Like, if there was, like, a, like a, someone was having a birthday party at a restaurant, would you just not yeah. go? Or would you I would just assume go you would and go not and eat? just not eat. Yeah. But they would probably, like, eat right beforehand and yeah. go and get, a, like, a beverage or something. Would be Or, guess. like, a soup and just not eat it. Yeah. What happens when they try to eat something else? Well, it's, it said that it was all that they could stomach. So, so my do guess they is vomit? That they, is that the They thing? get physically sick. I don't know if that means they vomit or if it's the other one, but, yeah. you know. But there's get, a physical sickness. It's not like just illness. like a stubbornness. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, to me, I keep thinking about it as like people who are who have like severe food allergies yeah. go through something similar to this because it's like – you can't really eat out if you're like allergic to like a whole bunch of things because yeah it it's hard because you don't know what's in the kitchen and you can't yeah. i mean that it doesn't say that he has severe food allergies and it just says that he can't stomach it and i don't know how much of it that is mental versus physical cuz yeah. the things that he's chosen to eat are pretty bad for you <laughs> yeah but like people are allergic to weird things like if you're allergic to garlic you know yeah Like, that cuts out a lot of shit, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. See, I'm struggling because 
I don't think that this is this person's fault and it doesn't like reflect poorly on them and like they could be a great person. However, I don't want to You love to cook. Yeah, I love to cook. I don't want to eat boxed breakfast cereal and chicken nuggets for the rest of my life. I don't love the idea of like never being able to eat at a restaurant with my partner. Um, it just seems like wildly inconvenient if you ever travel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I knew that this would be harder for you than for me probably because you love to travel where you have to kind of eat whatever's available and you love to cook. Yeah. This, I mean, the cooking thing is less of an issue, I think, for me, because it's like, I can still cook for myself. You know, I don't have to eat their stuff. No. Yeah. I would assume that you don't ever eat their stuff. Yeah. It's more, to me, like a weird, it's more of a social thing. And I feel like, like. Yeah. Because, like, frozen chicken nuggets is not a thing you can get most places. Like, there are places that have, like, chicken chunks on their appetizer menu. Yeah. I'm assuming that doesn't count. Maybe he could get away with that. I don't know. I mean, we we get to decide. Because okay. it's a made-up person. But... That's still so fucking limiting. Like, if I want to go to an Indian restaurant. Yeah, no, he can't eat with you. He could show up. Yeah, I don't think that this relationship would continue. Just because our lifestyles are incompatible. And it wouldn't be like a, I, you did anything, but like, I want to travel and I like want to do things where those, that, that, like my lifestyle and his lifestyle are not compatible. Yeah, I understand that. I think I disagree. You would date this guy? Yeah. I mean, I think I would, I, for me, it wouldn't be immediate deal breaker. I think I would continue to date him to see, because I think that this would be a, a very big hurdle. It's something that we would have to really work around, and it would be very limiting. We'd always be eating different food everywhere. If he went, if he went with me to a restaurant, then he'd have to eat nothing. If we went out with friends, like friends invited us over, he'd have to bring his own cereal. You know, (laughs) like if he had a work function, he just couldn't eat dinner, um, or like a wedding or something like that. I think it would be limiting if if we were going on vacation somewhere. Yeah, he'd have to just bring a ton of cereal with him wherever he went. But for me, I think I would just have to see if everything else was like wonderful and worth it. You know what I mean? I think I was just because in my mind, this is on you, guy, yeah. to get around this. Like this is your... I'm sorry, but it's kind of your cross to bear here. But it's not my responsibility to figure out how you're going to eat. Like, it's not my responsibility to figure out. Like, I I feel like I would just be like, this is how I live my life. And you can either skip meals or bring your own food and do what you want and make it work. Or it just sounds like a recipe for resentment. From him, you mean? Yeah. Like, if I were him, I would not want to be dragged to all these restaurants where I couldn't eat anything. Like, and, like, my question is, like, does he hate the smell of this food and stuff? Like, because, like, if, like, I'm allergic to kiwis. I don't dislike the flavor of kiwis. They would just, they just make me hurt. So I can't right. eat them. So I'm picturing a world in which he he smells all of this food that 
smells good, but cannot eat them. But would he rather stay home and not be invited to things? Yeah, so either you have a partner who doesn't hang out with you and, like, doesn't go to restaurants with you, doesn't, like, attend these functions with you, and it just would rather stay home, which sucks. Or, like, you have a partner who comes to these things who can never fully participate. Yeah. And I I feel like either one of those is better than what I have now. (laughs) So (laughs) That's fair, I guess. (laughs) Maybe that's part of it. I guess for me, I'm like, well, if I had a partner to go out and do things with, even if he didn't get to eat, but he was fine with that because that's how he lives his life, then okay. He would have to be fine with it, though. Because I'm picturing a scenario in which over time he, like, gets mad at me for asking him to go to things that he can't fully participate in and like you know just like gets kind of shitty about it because like I would get shitty about it if it were me I mean if it was an expectation that I had to stop living my life and going out and being sociable with people and participating in meals with people if he had the expectation that I would have to stop doing that either because he didn't want to be left home alone or because he didn't want to come out then to me that, yeah, that would break up the relationship. But I think I would just have to continue dating him to see if to that's see if how he, if, if that's how he approached it. And if that's how he approached it, I'm sorry, but he's never going to have a girlfriend who's just deciding to like, yeah. to, to just sacrifice her entire social life to hang yeah. out with him every night and eat dino nugs. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think I could do this realistically. I, it's it's like the travel thing for me. I cannot yeah. like traipse around Patagonia with boxes yeah. of breakfast cereal. It's yeah, you can't happen. you can't do your bike ride across Mongolia or whatever yeah. it was that you wanted it's to just do. Like not. Yeah. All right. Well, we disagree. I think it makes sense based on our lifestyles, and uh, you know. Yeah, for sure. So. What are your questions like this week, Miss Shelby? So once again, me and my little sister, Kate, are just like in lockstep <laughs> because I also have a chicken nugget question. <laughs> How has this happened so many times? <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> I'm starting to actually get a little suspicious. Yeah, it's not. That she might be related to you somehow. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you. Um, so let's do our um, chicken nugget questions. <laughs> the chicken nugget episode, apparently. Okay, Hannah, you're in a contest for like $5 million. Whoa. Yeah. The way to win is you have to eat the most chicken nuggets in a year. Interesting. Yeah. And the winner who eats the most chicken nuggets in a year, like the, the person who wins is the person who eats the most chicken nuggets in a year. How many chicken nuggets do you think you could eat in a year? Hmm. How many chicken nuggets can you eat in a year is not a question I prepared for <laughs> mentally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I so, you know, you could eat them for breakfast lunch and dinner you right could, yeah um i think if it was five million dollars on the line 
I would figure out how to eat those things for pretty much every pretty much every meal. Yeah. But the thing but, the thing about the contest is you don't know how many other people have eaten. You're right. just like going on faith. So it's weird because it's one thing to be like, would you eat chicken nuggets? Would you eat chicken nuggets for a year to win five million dollars? And I think the answer is yes. But it's it's hard because <laughs> What if I was like, well, the the right amount of chicken nuggets for me for a meal is seven, you know, and for somebody else, it's 17. And then I spend a whole year eating seven chicken nuggets at every meal. And I'm just like crazy blown out of the water by yeah. somebody who loves their nugs. And um, also, like, it depends because, OK, so there's two things that are happening in my brain and they're both uh, related to other media. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. One is, do you remember Super Size Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So McDonald's like, really hurt him in a month. Right. So like a month of eating these this really bad for you food, um, you know, it really messed him up. Like his, you know, it messed up his cholesterol and he gained a bunch of weight and stuff like this. So it's one thing to be like, would you eat chicken nuggets for a year? But it's another thing to think about like how much how much nutrients would be lacking and how much well you can much, eat you can eat other things if you want well sure but you're gonna gain some weight if you're trying to eat the most chicken nuggets in a year that's gonna happen yeah nobody's sure. coming out of that 10 pounds lighter you know what i mean yeah um and it's not gonna be good for you to have like eaten all of that processed food no certainly and not. And I think you can get, like, protein sickness, can't you? Isn't there – you can eat too much – it's possible to eat too much protein and it, like, is not I think that's true you. of anything. Like, you can eat too much kale and you'll get, like, oversupplies of X, Y, right. or Z, you know? Yeah. So the other thing that I immediately thought of was um, I there's this uh, survival show called Alone. Have you oh. ever heard of this? No. So they take 10 people and they put them out in some horrible to live in, like, you know, way up north in Canada. I have, I have watched this. I have. Okay. I watched this with friends. I didn't realize it was called Alone. And you stay out there as long as you can. You're trying to build a, a shelter and you're trying to do, you know, find food and hunt food. But you don't know how long everybody else is out there. Yeah. And so you could be the second one... Like, you could be one of the only two people left and the other person is about to call it, but you don't know. Like, you don't know when you should raise your hand and be like, uncle. Yeah. And these people, they're starving themselves. Their yeah. bodies are shutting down. They're like, they're they're doing like real damage to themselves because they're like, well, if I just hang on one more week, then maybe I'll win. Maybe yeah. somebody else is in just as dire straits as me. But then they do, and then they do awful damage to their body, and then they still don't win, and you don't get anything if you don't win. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at this like, I know that that's way more extreme than eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> An apt comparison, certainly. Right? But like, I'm like, would I do this... Because only the person who eats the most is going to win anything, and the potential damage that it does to you in a year, yeah. is that worth it? Yeah. Because in order to feel like you're going to compete, you have to eat what's going to feel like an un unnatural <laughs> amount of chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, Seven is not the right answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And every time you're not eating chicken nuggets, 
you're going to be thinking to yourself, I should be eating chicken nuggets right now. <laughs> Anytime your friends ask you to go to a restaurant, you're like, do they have chicken nuggets? Do they have chicken nuggets? Or can I bring my own chicken nuggets? You, be tur- you turn into this guy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have an allergy. He's trying to win $20 billion. I mean, all of your friends would know, you know, oh, no, we have to find a place with chicken nuggets for Hannah. But I think my friends would forgive me if it was only a year and there was $5 million right. on the line. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure, like, my friends would forgive me. And I bet I have sweet friends who would find ways to, like, zhuzh up some chicken nuggets for me. And, like, they'd be sending me sauces and stuff like that. Or I'd be finding ways to to make it a little more palatable. It's not the palatable thing that bothers me, though. It's the, like, the mind fuck of (laughs) I should be eating chicken nuggets right now. For a year. Even when you're not eating, you're like, any right. time, any waking hour, I should be eating chicken nuggets right now. Right. When you're trying to fall asleep at night, you'll be calculating how many chicken nuggets have I eaten today. Right. And like, oh, I didn't hit my steps goal and I didn't hit my nugs goal. Like, I <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing you power walking while pounding a 40 piece. <laughs> Just like every step is another nug. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i sure that I could eat a lot of chicken nuggets, but... Do you like chicken nuggets? What should we? Should, do you like chicken nuggets? Should we, like, lay down that context? I. So chicken nuggets are a food that I feel pretty blasé about. Yeah. I do like chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't like chicken nuggets at, say, McDonald's. Yeah. I'm not, I would never, it's not a food I would ever choose if yeah. it was, if it was like one of any other option. It would yeah. be a food that I could get down and stomach and deal with without probably hating myself, but it's not a food I would choose. Yeah, so I feel very similarly about chicken nuggets as you do. I don't think they're bad. I think they're a very I, – I, for food that you have to eat a lot of, I think they're kind of forgiving because they just take on the flavor of whatever you dunk them in. Right. And, like, there are lots of sauces you can dunk them in, which, like, helps with the variety thing. Like, today's a barbecue day or today's yeah. a ketchup day, honey mustard. Chipotle mayo all yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, and I think I would get real creative. Like, I think I would start ordering curry and just dunking my nuts in the curry. <laughs> You know, like... I would just put them in a salad a lot. Yeah. I think I would cut them up and put them in a salad so that I would get other nutrients into my body. Yeah. No, and and lettuce doesn't take up a ton of room. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And toss them up with some salad dressing. Uh, I would, like, you know, pretend they were stir fry and, like, put some soy sauce on them and just, like, call it a day. So that's good. You didn't give me a number of how many chicken nuggets you think you could eat in a year. I, uh, I didn't. I, I can I can think about it if you want. Although, to be fair, my actual next question was, how are they enforcing tracking? this yeah. counting? Like, how are they tracking how many well, chicken nuggets like, I eat? Not you know? every nug is made the same, right? Like, some nugs yeah. are smaller than other nugs. So it's right. like... And you'd obviously, you'd go to Chick-fil-A to get the smallest nugs. You would absolutely go to chick I would make them at home to make yeah. the smallest nugs. I would get popcorn chicken from KFC. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know? Um, 
Yeah. It's hard to give an answer. I also think that I would lose hope halfway through the year and just be like, there's no way that I'm winning. Well, I that's, give up. That's why I didn't say an answer because I think my answer was just going to be like, I would not enter this contest. <laughs> It's kind of how I feel about the zombie apocalypse. Like, people are like, what's your zombie apocalypse plan? And I'm like, to die. Like, I take me out right. early, please. Um, <laughs> I don't want to live in this hellscape. Um, and Also, I, are are you having to pay for your own chicken nuggets or is somebody subsidizing this? You need to pay for your own chicken nuggets. See? Now, this, this favors the rich. <laughs> <laughs> it does. They can just, they can afford more food than me. They can afford more nuggets, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, like, nuggets are pretty inexpensive. I know. I uh, This is mostly a joke, but I still don't understand how anyone would track how many we're eating. All right. So I just thought, I think I could eat 10 nuggets per meal. So 30 nuggets per day. And that would okay. be... 10,950 nuggets. <laughs> but do you think you could consistently do that every day? No. <laughs> like, you're going to have days no. when you break. Well, not only that, but probably after about a week of doing that, my body is just going to be like, not only can you not eat nuggets, you can't eat anything. Anything else. You cannot, st- like, I think I would hit a thousand nugs and not be able to move yeah i mean like i think starting out i could do 30 a day right if i did that consistently that's the number that i could hit but i don't think there's any way i could consistently do 30 a day yeah no i mean after a month i would have eaten about a thousand nuggets and i think i would be i am such a baby about food like when i travel like i remember i studied abroad in france and i was only there for four months and I was like, I never want to see another baguette as long as I live. And I and I like baguettes. It, and no one was forcing me to eat baguettes. It was right. just like a common offer. And I would get so, like, I just like variety in my food too much. I also have a B12 deficiency that I only keep at bay by eating beef and pork. Hmm. So I couldn't stop eating those. <laughs> oh, God. So you'd have to eat beef and pork and I would, chicken nuggets. I would have to eat red meat or my liver would fail. So. Wow. Interesting. I think it would be easier for me than it is for you. One, because I actually don't eat meat hardly at all when I'm just yeah. eating at home. Um, so adding it in wouldn't it, – it's not like I'd have to eat a whole bunch of hamburgers on top of it but also I think I am more of a creature of habit Mm -hmm. than you are you know like I can eat a burrito every three or four days if I wanted to and never get sick of it so I don't I mean I think I could go without getting so sick of it with lots of different sauces but the problem and if I was like seriously motivated yeah five million dollars on the line like I could be motivated to just get over myself and eat something I don't feel like eating but the problem is how I would probably just be sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then definitely. the other problem is I know about myself that who who else is entering this contest? There are going to be men in this contest. I have never 
had a male, like a significant other or a male friend or anything yeah. that I've been able to out eat at any kind of dinner or, you know, buffet or anything. Like I just physically can't do it. Yeah. So I feel too hopeless about my chances of winning to put my body through the the thing of it. So yeah. I think my answer is I would eat zero nuggets. <laughs> I think I would try. I think I for, would for, for, for sure try. And I also think I might eat chicken nuggets just like whimsically throughout the year. I think I would like put my heart into it for like three weeks, have really bad digestive issues because of it, (laughs) and then occasionally eat chicken nuggets out of like a false sense of hope that everyone else failed as well. And I think I would probably end the year at like 1,500 nugs. Not a lot of nugs. Here's the thing, though. I what I know about humanity is somebody is gonna eat ten thousand nuggets in that year. Yeah, for somebody. Sure. There, there are people in this world who will do whatever, literally anything. Well, I'm also not des- as desperate for money as some people are. You know. Yeah. So. True. Um. Yeah, I think I, I think I would clock in about fifteen hundred nugs, and I would fail miserably at the competition. But that, that would be that. I think I would clock in at zero nugs and just, uh, just hold no illusions that I could possibly win this contest. Um. So, would you rather be proposed to with a flash mob or a jumbotron at a sporting event? hard no to both of those (laughs) all right first and foremost if that is how you were proposed to i'm sorry but we're gonna dunk on how you were proposed to (laughs) hopefully you liked it and like that's your style but right this to me are two separate but distinct nightmares (laughs) yeah exactly i yeah my apologies if that was if to you this was your like version of romance and this is for a lot of people I can totally understand if like your whole thing is to go to sports events with your significant other and that's what you like to do and so the jumbotron makes perfect sense I can totally understand if you're a theater person who loves improv and you have decided that a flash mob is the most romantic thing that you could do I get it it's just that's not who I am Can I sweeten the pot a little bit? Sure. It's a flash mob at Disney World. Oh, okay. That is that is nice because now I just had in my head it was like a whole bunch of like Aladdins and Mickey Mouses. Yeah. These are both my nightmares. And I would say no to either one of these proposals. Oh, you would say no? Oh, I I wouldn't say no to the proposal. I if I I loved the man and wanted to marry the man, I wouldn't say I wouldn't turn down the man because of the proposal. This, if he did either of those two things, it would be a clear indication to me that he does not know me at all. If he did either of those things to me, I would assume that he knows that I kind of love ironically silly things sometimes and maybe it was a bad gamble on his part. There is no world in which anyone who has ever met me for more than five minutes would allow either of these things to ever happen to me. 
that is one of the very first things I knew about Shelby. Within five minutes of us working together, I knew that she was not into flash mobs. She was not a flash mob kind of person. At Disney World. Even I would say no if it was just at Disney World. It's actually one of the very first things she brings up when you meet her. She doesn't. But like, you know me, I have seen almost no Disney movies. Like, yeah, it doesn't I know. even have childhood nostalgia with it. You know what I mean? I'm like the least Disney person you could be. And a flash mob to me is, I'm sorry, again, if this is how you were proposed to, but it's incredibly tacky. It's <laughs> like not my scene. And then the Jumbotron at a sporting event, I would just be like, what are, why did you spend so much money on making me sad? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> why did you pay to make me upset? <laughs> like, there's no way that you would think I'm nailing this if it were, if you were marrying would, me. Would you really turn the guy down? Yes. Actually, because in both of those situations, there are a lot of people watching you. There's either a whole flash mob watching you or there's a whole stadium watching you. I do not have a poker face. This is something that has plagued me my entire life. <laughs> I don't, I can't. I like, I remember in college when there would be dumb people who would say dumb things in my seminars. Always. My professors would be like, Shelby, it seems like you have something you'd like to say. <laughs> <laughs> like damn it shut up face yeah my face has no chill absolutely no chill um so i think it would be very clear that i was not having a good time oh you know what then you really should not choose the jumbotron thing because that shit would go so viral like yeah there'd be people absolutely recording that and then it would be one of those like board panda episode or board panda articles where look at this woman's face i didn't have an answer but you just gave me my answer because you're (laughs) correct like people would probably film the flash mob in disneyland but like it would be on worse like quality than like the actual television level camera equipment that like those proposals get yeah. And that it is a bigger audience by far at yeah, the Jumbotron sure. level. So you'd have a lot more people talking about it, sharing it. Yeah. But like, I will say that like, I occasionally go to sporting events. So that would make more sense for me than Disney World, a place I would have to be kidnapped to go to. Oh my god, really? Actually, Disney World is pretty fun. Even if you don't like Disney, there are rides, Shelby. Not really. Rides. No. They're yes, not. there are. I've been there, and as someone who grew up going to thrill parks that have, like, actual roller coasters that go very fast and do really cool shit, like, this is yeah. just like a, a shitty canoe ride with catchy songs. You know, that's like not a ride. Yeah, I I guess I'm conflating all of the parks that are there. There's 
the whole park experience in that whole section, there are some places with really good rides. Like Universal Studios has... Yeah, but that's not Disney World. But they're all the basically the same place. You know what I mean? Sure, but like... So I it's Magic no... Kingdom. You're yeah, saying it has like to be Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. So Magic Kingdom is better for a flash mob, though, because that's where you get all the Disney characters. So Yeah, the Disney characters I don't care about. I also worked at a theme park, and it was one of the worst jobs I've ever had, and I've never returned to one since. So if my partner was genuinely proposing to me at a theme park, I would be like, do not understand the trauma of summer 2010, you know? Like... Shelby just lays down and starts crying. <laughs> I don't know how he would get me into the park. Is truly the I would be like I'm not going. I'm not burning a vacation day. I'm going he, to Disney World. Absolutely not. He just surprises you, and then you just show up, and you're like, "Oh shit, this is where we are." I I would be like, "Let's go." Like, can we get our money back? You wouldn't I don't go through do the this. doors. I I would be like, I would just be like, "This is such a waste of time." He would have to be like, my parents really want to go to Disney World as a family. My nieces and nephews have never been. They're okay, paying so for... say he did that. Say he did that then. And then he proposed to me with a flash yeah. mob and his whole family's there? Yeah. Oh, vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I can't say no in front of his family. Yeah. Well, either way, you're saying no in front of, what, a whole bunch of people watching. Either way. I would say no in front of strangers. I don't think I would say no in front of his family. Well, maybe the family was a ruse. That's how he got you there. Okay. But. Okay. If his family's not there, I'm saying no. But no. I, if I had to pick between the two, I'd oh, fuck, this is so hard because you're right. Cal. <laughs> oh, this makes me so mad. And I wrote this fucking question. <laughs> I know. She's over here. She's like pounding her fists over here. It's so stupid, but like, and I'm like, is, I'm just kind of laid back. Like, I mean, it's not my ideal way to do it, but like, <laughs> it's it's really funny because I so I feel way less strongly about this than you do. I feel like I would say yes in either situation. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't like my own proposal story. Probably, would you want to do over? Would I want to do over? Yeah, like, would you ask your partner for a do over? Would you ever no. tell him that you didn't like the proposal? No, I wouldn't because I think because as a person, I just don't care all that much about the pomp and circumstance of a proposal. Well, what if he wants to go back to the place that you guys proposed every five years on your anniversary? Well, I've made or something it clear. Like I like Disney World, so <laughs> if he wants to take oh, me back. Course. As long as we get to go to Epcot and Universal Studios and shit, and it's not just Magic Kingdom, then yeah, take me back. I don't care. Wait, so are you picking Disney? Well, no. The flash mob at Disney? The thing is, I also like watching sports and attending sports, uh, you know, in person. Um, And I can see... The, the thing that's weird about both of them to me is that you would think that he would try to choose something that is special to me. Yeah. And I wouldn't say flash mobs, Disney World, or sports of any kind are all that special to me. But maybe he took me to a UNC basketball game. Yeah. That is that kind be. of special to me, right? So I could see that being something that he would think could go over. Good, yeah. So 
Yeah, I mean, I can see him thinking, oh, she loves Disney, this would be fun, or oh, she loves UNC basketball, this would be fun. So I'm having trouble deciding between the two for very different reasons from you, because you're like, neither is even remotely acceptable. And for me, I'm like, they're both okay. (laughs) Not okay. I wouldn't want either of those, not by a long shot. But to me, the important part is, am I getting to marry the person I want to marry? It would see, it would sow so much doubt in me about the strength of my relationship. I would be like, he doesn't know me. We are strangers. This was like a milestone moment in my life. And he, this is just, this is a bad memory now. And will always remind me of the biggest whiff this dude has, you know what I mean? Like, I guess so. I Maybe I just really don't care about how someone, prop- if somebody just sat down next to me on the couch and was like, hey, you want to get married? I think I'd be fine with it. That would be fine. I w- it, it would be fine with me if he did nothing, honestly. Yeah. But if he did something that was so not me, like that would make me feel so bad. Got it. And, like, maybe these are just tailored to the fact that, like, these are, like, really – I can't imagine a way in which this is, like, good for me, you know? You've chosen your worst-case scenarios here. They're just probably not my worst-case scenarios. Like, the Disney specifically. Like, I don't know anything about Disneyland. I don't like theme parks. I wouldn't – like, I wouldn't want a proposal that has, like, a lot of people around – it's just, like, the exact opposite of what I would want. And the sporting event thing is, like, I don't like – like, I like sports. Like, I like playing sports, but I don't really like watching sports. The pressure of being on TV, like, it is just, like, the exact opposite vibe of what I would want. Yeah. I think I wouldn't choose the sports thing because it's too much pressure, too many eyes on you, big stadium, camera in your face, and if you – if you have a reaction you're not expecting, then everybody's watching. I, to me, that's like too much and too big. And also, I'm really not that much of a sports person. And yeah. anyone who knows me does know that. Um, but I think I could get away with the Disney thing because at least I got to go to Disney. At least I got to go to Disney World. <laughs> so I think I'm very torn because like the sporting event is more aligned with my interest, but it is way too much pressure. It's like way more pressure. Yeah. And so I'm like picking the thing that is even less aligned with my interest just because it would be lower stakes. Well, you're basically just choosing which which place is it worse to break up with the guy on the spot. <laughs> so. Yes, that's yes, that's what I'm doing. Yes. And I absolutely. think I agree with you that it's worse to break up with the guy on the spot at a big sporting event. Anyway, I'm glad you walked down this um, this road with me. I think we agree, but for vastly different reasons. Yeah. For the, this is the most different way that we've come to the same <laughs> conclusion in the, the history of our podcast. So if you could slip a note to yourself in the past, 10 words or less, would you do it? And at what point in your life would you want to receive the note? Oh, my God. I would definitely (laughs) do it. But I would want to do it like 15 times. (laughs) Ten words or less. Just one time? I've fucked up a lot more than just one time in my life, Shelby. Yeah. Ten words or less. 
Do you, so you've thought you've you've had a chance to think about this, and I feel like this is one where I need a minute. Do you, do you want to go ahead and tell yeah, me your thoughts? I mean, I can talk through kind of like what I've thought about so far. My first instinct was like to go back to like a really sad time in my life, like after a really hard breakup or like after my parents died or something, and just like write like it's gonna be okay, you'll get through it. And then my other thought was to write down a date. And some lottery numbers. <laughs> um, My first thought was um, a note of basically, do not take this job. Thinking of past jobs where I would have preferred not to have had that particular work experience yeah. in my in my history, my first thought was like, just, t- just don't take that job. <laughs> but the lottery numbers is um, honestly much smarter. <laughs> Yeah, right? And you don't have to take any job. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the lottery numbers are a little bit of a cheat. I, I was only, I was just about to say, we should maybe say that that's illegal because yeah, it's it, that's too, too good. Yeah. You can't give them any financial advice. Right. Okay. So it, it really has to be life advice from your future self. Yeah. Don't take that job. Don't date that guy. Don't yeah, exactly. Like, you know? Yeah. But like then you we're talking about the butterfly effect of like if I didn't date that guy, would I be dating the person I'm dating now? If I didn't have that job, would I have the job that I have now? Also, in this scenario, are we assuming that our past self believes this to be true? We don't know. Our, we our past know. self might get a note. You, how is the note being delivered? I think they just find it. Then how do they know it's from you in the future? They don't. That's got to that's got to be part of your 10 words. Maybe. I think like I think that uh my past self would find the note and just like assume it was a sign from the universe and maybe not like a note directly from future me. But it would fuck me up if it was my handwriting. Yeah, I can see that. If it's your handwriting and it was like and you were say considering taking a particular job offer and it said do not take this job offer yeah i think it would fuck but you i don't think i would have like very specific advice you know what i mean like i don't think there's nowhere in my life where i'm like i don't know maybe i wouldn't take have taken my last job but like i don't i don't know like I mean, this is coming from a person who's, like, very happy in her current life. And I'm just like, everything happens for a reason. (laughs) And I'm here because I needed to be. And I learned lessons along the way. And, like. I know. If we had been talking to February Shelby, this would be very different. (laughs) Yeah. February Shelby would be really worried about what she could say without getting fired. Um, (laughs) But, like, maybe being fired wouldn't be the worst thing. Anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, at this at this juncture in my life, I, I think I just would want to give myself hope in my most hopeless times. Yeah. Yeah, see, the problem is I'm not coming at this from quite such a rosy place right now, so. <laughs> it would I'm be sort of for like, me I would really to like correct me. I would really like a note today from me <laughs> in six months telling me that it's going to get better. Uh, yeah. So I'm not sure that current me is the, is the appropriate note sender uh, at the moment. Well, maybe it would be like, I don't know. It's a good question. Because like part of me is like, maybe I send a, a note 
to like 12 year old Shelby being like, you will live with your partner when you're 30. And then I'll just know throughout all of my 20s that like, don't worry about it. But then then that really does call into question the butterfly effect. Because how much does that change your decisions about who you're dating and when and why? Because you're setting, you're basically trying to like set yourself up to be living with your partner when you're 30. Yeah, I think maybe like after I got laid off during the pandemic, I would have sent a note to myself being like, be choosy. Don't take the first job you're offered. See, I think that that kind of thing is smart. Although obviously, again, butterfly effect, depending on how back far back you go. Yeah. I, yeah, I that's why I lean more towards like just giving myself hope in a hopeless time. I think I would send a note to senior year of college Shelby and it would say something like you will pay off your student loans and like be open to other possibilities. That's not 10 words, but I would try to figure out a way to get those two messages across. You will be okay financially. Be open to unexpected possibilities. Okay, that's good. That's good because that doesn't necessarily change your life path. No. It just gives you some hope. And like might make the coming changes easier. So what what I want to tell my past self goes really, really far back. But when I was uh, eight years old, I got on a trampoline and somebody like bounced too close to me and it threw me up and like threw me over And I uh, tore my ACL in my knee when I was eight, and then they couldn't repair it for five or six years because I was still growing so much, and I had to have two different surgeries. And for five or six years, in my formative years, I didn't have anything holding my knee together, so it would just pop out of place at random all the time. So I had to, like, have crutches and a straight leg cast for all these points in my childhood growing up, and I wasn't allowed to play sports, and... It messed up the way that I walked and it messed up my posture and it messed up my other knee because I was overcompensating and it threw off my balance. Like it had repercussions physically for me to this day. Even like even now, I probably walk a little wrong because of six years of your formative years, like not having something holding your knee together. And if I could send myself a note that's like, don't get on that fucking trampoline. I would say Do that. Do that. I mean, like the the medical bills, the physical trauma, the like yeah. I, I wanted to dance. I could have done it. I could have done sports. I could have like like it, I probably would be just a generally healthier person cuz I wouldn't yeah. have I mean, I, I I don't know how it would change my life. Maybe it would actually have like huge butterfly effect, but I feel like I it wouldn't. I feel like I would just be healthier. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a no-brainer. I definitely think you should do that. Okay. Well, I'm locking in that answer for you. Okay. You have to. I'm requiring <laughs> you to. I don't care what the butterfly effect is. If you don't have to go through all of that, that's crazy. I don't have to get on that damn trampoline. Also, folks. Don't get on trampolines. <laughs> trampolines are the devil. Um, I think we can do our would you still go out with him from my point of view. Sorry, that got very real there for a minute. And in our comedy podcast, talking That's about fine. our childhood. But 
that's what we're here for. We're here to make you laugh and also unearth our childhood trauma. So <laughs> right, stick right. around. If you've never listened to us before, you yeah. won't know. Common theme. So would you still go out with him? You go on a perfect first date. Like, it's just, you know, amazing. You have never okay. felt such a strong connection. He's funny. He's nice. He's handsome. He's kind. He's, like, clearly into you. Just, like, you're getting all these good vibes. You have everything in common. Like, you could see yourself building a life with this man. Obviously, it's still very early, but, like, wow, you really knocks your socks off, hit a home run World Series kind of stuff. I feel like because this is so good, it's going to be so bad. Whatever you're about to say is going to be so bad. He walks you to the subway. He gives you a really big hug. And as he's pulling away, he says, I knew the angels were right about you. Did he receive a note in his own handwriting? (laughs) telling him (laughs) perhaps we don't know listen now I have to be open to that that is one of the possibilities (laughs) you do yeah that perhaps his future self sent himself a note back saying that he had to go on a date with me and they were right he was right so I would have questions yeah like how specific were these angels? Are <laughs> would you ask them? Would he? Would you? As he pulls away, would you like stop? No, him no, no, and be no. like, what? Is, what did you mean? No, no, no. I would. I would smile at him <laughs> sweetly, go to my train, and then spend the next twenty four hours <laughs> sleeplessly wondering what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, And then the next time I saw him, because clearly I would go on a second date with this amazing person, I would be like, so, you know, you mentioned the angels um, were right about me. And I, and I just want to know, like, does that mean that like, you heard voices telling you that, that about me? Or, or does that, is that like a weird Southern expression that I don't know? Is that, did you, you just, just pray on this? Yeah. Did you just pray on this and that, like you got a feeling that this date was going to go well? Like, Right. Did you have some Molly when I went to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I would have to figure it out. I don't know. It would be weird. It would be hard to bring it up again. If it came up, I'm like, if it came up naturally in conversation, but how? would you ask him if he was spiritual yeah i think what i would say if it if it made sense in the conversation somehow i would just be like yeah well you mentioned the angels last time we were talking does that mean that you're very religious are you very spiritual like what is your what if he says no he says no yeah he's like you mentioned angels last time we talked are you like really religious and he's like no are you spiritual? Like you asked your tarot deck. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the thing is like, I would also probably go out with him again, I think, but I don't know. And I would definitely ask him about it. I would be like, so last time we talked, you said this thing. I didn't understand it. Can you like explain more? But I don't know what 
explanation I want. <laughs> you know? Because none of them are good. It has to be asked, but there might not be a good answer. I think all of them are red flags. I think the best option is he's just very religious. And before our date, he like was praying about whether or not he should go on this date. And he got a sense that he should. And he was just saying like, oh, I knew. Like that was like the quote unquote angels. Right. Or he's spiritual and he he did some kind of like tarot reading or meditation or something where again it was similar to praying which is you know he he he's basically thinking about you and looking for cosmic guidance and then felt like it was good guidance that's the best case scenario but also that is concerning to me that he would say that out loud in such a weird ominous sort of way (laughs) um like, have I done tarot for similar things? Absolutely. Has anyone ever known that? No. <laughs> You've never said, wow, the cards were really right about you. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking weird. And you don't say shit like that. And like the worst case scenario is this dude is schizophrenic and has voices in his head that are telling him what to do. And that's the concern. The other scenario is that he actually did talk to some angels and they told him to go out with you. You're not taking that into consideration. Yes, I'm not considering the fact that actual real angels like this is I did not consider the fact that this was like an angels in the outfield sort of situation. What if Christopher Lloyd Uh. came and talked to him? That I'm so sorry for not considering that as a possibility. Um, yeah, I think I would still go out with him until I got schizophrenia vibes. I would just assume he was very religious, which is a red right. flag in itself. And that would probably sink us at some point. Um, but I would let it rock for a little while. It doesn't feel immediately threatening to me. I think there's a good chance that I would laugh immediately. Again, as I said, you and your my no face poker no face. Yeah. yeah, I have no poker face. So I think he would say that, like <laughs> whisper that in my ear as we were hugging and then I would immediately laugh. I think I might assume he was joking, like he was like being sarcastic. I, I think that would be my first assumption as well. Although you've just given it kind of a twist I don't like, which is that now he's whispering it in your ear. Was he always whispering it in your ear? Is that new? Did I just that's how I that always <laughs> That's how I always imagined it. He's pulling away from this hug and he like whispers it as he's like pulling away. Cause to me it's like even more serial killer to be to like end a hug and then look at me straight in the eye and be like, the angels were right about you and then no, leave. <laughs> it's more weird for someone to whisper it in your ear. I don't know. It's always weirder to have something whispered in your ear. (laughs) Always. I don't know if I agree. (laughs) I don't don't know if I can handle direct eye contact and someone saying the angels were right about you. Like that break. Yeah. That feels very threatening to me. I would absolutely laugh because I would just be so uncomfortable. I guess I was picturing him saying it kind of playfully like, like, oh, I had such a good time tonight. You know, the angels are right about you. And then just kind of, you know, oh, okay. walking, you know, like 
playfully. That sounds like just more like a southern idiom. Right, which is why I was like, is this just some weird saying I don't know about? Yeah. That's how I was picturing it. I, In my mind, there was no like deep staring into the eyes, the angels were right about you. And there was no like creepy whispering <laughs> in your ear. <laughs> the angels were right about you. Oh, I hated that. Ooh, ooh, that felt bad in my body. I did it not like that. Felt bad to do it too. <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah i still think no matter what i would see him again and i would just try to block out that last two minutes of the day of my memory i think i would see him again too but i've had way bigger reservations if it had if it had been like a very creepy delivery of it if oh, it yeah. wasn't just sort For of a sure. casual like oh i'm so excited about you the angels were right about you yeah um, well, unfortunately, I think we agree again, which is crap. Um, crap. Yeah. Tell me about your hypothetical world, Hannah. Well. <laughs> what did we even well, talk about today? Your fiance, who, your fiance, who only eats chicken nuggets, is very helpful in, is very supportive in you entering the contest for only eating chicken nuggets. I mean, but then you see how many chicken nuggets he's eating and you get discouraged. So you eat none. <laughs> I eat none because clearly he's the winner. He's the racehorse in this particular game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. he also is very religious. <laughs> Deeply religious and said that weird thing about the angels on your first date, which is cool. But he takes me to Disney World sometimes and that's okay. Yeah. Well, he... he uh, Got a whole flash mob for po- they see they have chicken nuggets at Disney World, <laughs> right? So that's a really good vacation for right. him. Exactly. Um, child friendly vacations are very good for him because they usually have chicken nuggets. Why am I marrying? Why am I marrying this guy who only eats chicken nuggets? Is very religious and <laughs> and loves a flash mob. <laughs> yep. Um, but, and you slipped yourself a note in the past <laughs> that was like, dear Hannah, overlook the, the, overlook the chicken nuggets and the flash mob. He's the one. That would be, a, that would be a good time to give yourself it a would, note. Because I would need like, a push. go out with the angel dude again. Yeah. Invite the angel dude out for chicken nuggets. It turns out that the angel Trust thing me. really was just like a weird family idiom. And he says it all the time. Yeah. Or actually, he actually really did have a note come back from his future that told him to marry me. And but since I did, too, I believe him. Yeah. So we're actually just both very religious at this point, perhaps. Um, I went out with that same guy but i wasn't into it and thank god and then my other partner proposed to me at disney world and i said no so (laughs) um newly on the market yeah really didn't work out for me there's a there's a bored panda article circulating uh about the the woman who rejected her her flash mob proposal while in the background, Sarah McLaughlin's Angel was playing. Yeah. So, I mean, a, kind of a bleak turnout for me. But I did get that one note when I was in college that made me feel a lot better. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I've actually... So I still have hope that... 
everything's going to turn out. Yeah, and I, I've I've actually had like uh, a relatively healthy life my whole life and have avoided some some pretty major pain. <laughs> so uh, actually, think yeah, I'm doing real. fine. That's a huge. That's a great. That's a great hypothetical world for you. For yeah. Sure. Um, well, thank you for thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Arguments About Nothing. Um, Please follow us on Instagram at argumentsaboutnothing.com. Nope, that's not how that works. Please follow <laughs> us at, on Instagram at argumentsaboutnothing. <laughs> or send us an email at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com. Um, if you have questions, suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Or if you're in a fight with us and you just need to tell us your side of the story, yeah. that's fine too, you know? Just get in touch. Uh, and in the meantime, we'd like to thank Allison Fields for designing our logo and thank all of you who have been listening for a while and for those of you who have rated and subscribed and uh, left reviews. We really appreciate you. Until next time, keep fighting. <laughs>